What it do, people? It's the Connection Podcast. Shabbat Shalom. Hey. That's that's a Jewish thing. If you're confused, Jewish. It's a you know Sabbath. Peace on the Sabbath is basically what it means. Mm. So Jewish culture is Sabbath right now. This is Saturday evening. It is true. So welcome everybody to this installment of the Connection Podcast. Um. Easy. Huh. Have you seen the latest oh, episode God. of Got? Game oh, of Thrones. God, Got. <laughs> Get it? The Game of Thrones episode. Oh, if you're watching this goodness. and you saw it, we're there with you. Yeah. You I need to watch it again. I don't oh, want it to end. Right? I don't want it to end. I, I wish it could keep going. <laughs> like, what am I going to do with my life now? Like, the last episode was just too too much, so... All right, moving past that. If you don't watch it, you're, that's fine. Just Catch up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, today we're going to be talking um, about a story, really. Um, kind of a character, David. We're going to be talking about him a little bit, but talking um, about a story that's pretty well known, his anointing and... Uh, really what like happened after David was anointed to be king. So we'll get into this, but the key verses that uh, we're going to kind of focus on is going to come from 1 Samuel. Let me move that a little bit. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 12 to 13. I'm just going to read this real quick um, before we give kind of the, the story behind all this. So it says, starting in verse 12, So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health. And had a fine appearance and handsome features. Yo, David. Hey, this is David we're talking about here. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. He's talking to Samuel. Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. Hmm. And that's it. So... By itself, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, what, what, are, we, what are we trying to say yeah. here? What's the before? So, what's the after? Yeah. What are you trying to get at, Noah? So, let's, uh, let's rewind a little bit. Speaking of rewinding, <laughs> this, this was brought to my attention the other day. Uh, you remember Blockbusters, right? Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one left. There's like one in Oregon or something, or Washington. It's or, somewhere. I don't know. Uh, maybe I don't know. I'm, I don't know where it is, but there's like one left. One it's like left. just, just end it. I think I honest. Before we continue, real quick. <laughs> okay, here we go. I think that that blockbuster should stay because, like, okay, it is honestly like its own national monument. It's part of antiquity. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> it's its own it really national is monument. like, like. Everybody. That way, like my grandkids, like can <laughs> what, go visit that and say, <laughs> and say, why did you guys watch videos off of yeah. off of CDs? Yeah. Like you guys just didn't like. Well, even before that, you guys just didn't put on your like Google Glot, like your yeah, your, 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 your movie contacts, <laughs> <laughs> your glasses. Uh, like even before like the DVDs, right? Yeah, it was the VHS yeah. tapes. Yeah, like oh my goodness. What was, so, other, what was the competitor? <laughs> Hollywood World or what? Yeah, was it? Hollywood Video or Hollywood, Hollywood Movie or something. Video or something like that. Yeah. It was like around for like a year or something, and then yeah. I, I used to go blockbuster all the time, and it was like it was a lot of fun. But uh, there was always something on like the VHS tapes that it said, right? Mm-hmm. It said, "Be kind, please rewind." And that was like because mm. 
because with, with VHS players, you had to always rewind, rewind and you go back to the beginning of yeah. where the movie starts. Oh. <laughs> and if you didn't, like the like you you would have no way of knowing if the person before you who had it, like put it back at the beginning, put it back where it was supposed to be, right? Because you could start it. And like you're at the credits, and yeah. you're like, I missed everything. Yeah. Like I don't get this. I don't understand. Or that what's person happening. could have like watched it like right at a climax part and just turned right. it off, <laughs> right. and then forgot to watch or it and it, gave it back. If someone's really evil, they like stopped it right. Like they watched the whole thing, rewound it back to like the the key part of the movie. Yeah. And said, I'm gonna leave it here. You know. So. um Trolls back so, in the day. <laughs> you're right. That was trolling. The OG trolling. That was the. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no, speaking of good. speaking of rewinding and going back to the beginning. Um, okay, so so in the life of David, um, he was a shepherd, right? He was out in the fields tending sheep, being a being a, a watcher, an overseer. Um, but in this time, Saul is the current king, and the the kind of chronology of the Bible as we're going through this here. Um, Saul is king. Right, God had appointed and anointed Saul mm-hmm. to be king over Israel, and Saul ends up doing some bad stuff. He like he disobeys God and and kind of continues disobeying God, and so the Lord removes that anointing from him. Right, He doesn't take him out of power or position, doesn't take him out of that authority uh, place, but He removes that anointing from him. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say this right now because ahead, we're, we're you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about this a lot. Um, and referencing this a lot too, but Michael Todd, big shout out as always. Uh, honestly, dude, in my opinion, the hottest preacher on earth right now, like hands down, he is seriously doing amazing work, but he's, he's going back through, he did a message a while ago, last, last year, last March called marked. Mm-hmm. And he goes through this story of David <clears throat> and how David was anointed and marked and, and chosen by God to do these crazy, amazing things. And um a man after god's own heart yeah yeah and michael todd is currently going through marked again but as a series and he's breaking it down i think like each point he's doing like a week on um so really go listen to marked go listen to his current series on marked a a really good one too is uh whiteout yeah where's the whiteout yeah where's the whiteout and this is what he's talking about saul here so michael todd's talking about saul and and go watch go listen to marked first if you haven't and then listen to where's the whiteout yeah because in my opinion that's how it should be yeah like listening it to it chronologically Mm -hmm. but it's important to do it that way yeah so um quick little plug there so so we're talking about saul and, and that's why michael todd calls it uh calls it Where's the whiteout? Because God's like, I gotta, I, I regret making Saul king. This is a, this is a weird thing that we don't normally hear of God regretting something. Mm-hmm. But literally in First Samuel um, fifteen, at the very end of the chapter, verse, I'm looking at thirty five. It says, "And the Lord regretted that He had made Saul king over Israel." Mm-hmm. So God's like, I got to remove this anointing. He's not doing what I need him to do as a king. And so I'm going to choose a new person. I'm going to choose David, right? Samuel doesn't know this yet. And so uh, the Lord comes to Samuel and says, you know, quit crying over Saul. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I've not chosen him. I've rejected him now. I've chosen someone else. Go to this place and I'll show you what to do and I'll tell you who to, to anoint. Mm-hmm. So... With all that being said, David was anointed, anointed to be king. He wasn't in power. He wasn't in position. But he was anointed in 1025 BC. Mm-hmm. 
he didn't become king until 1003 or 1003 BC. Mm. 22 years. Yeah. After David's anointing, he finally became king, but he had to wait for 22 years before like fully coming into what he was anointed to be. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That is. <laughs> like, Especially back in those days? Yeah. By 22, you already have a wife and like two kids, three kids. I mean, there's probably some listeners who are younger than 22 or like at that age or like, (laughs) she, it's a long time. And it's not like he was in the palace. It's not like he was, you know, hanging out with Saul and like getting prepared to do that stuff. He was being prepared to, to be King, but he went back out into the fields. Like this was the next thing again, kind of like be kind, please rewind, like go back to where you started. Mm -hmm. Right. God's like, I'm going to anoint you King. I've anointed you to be King. But I need, you, I need you to go back to where you started. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he goes back out to the fields to tend the sheep. To, he's fighting off bears and lions. And he uh, fights and kills Goliath in this time. He's on the run from Saul because now Saul's trying to kill him. Um, and he's, like, waging war against his enemies. And, like, in the Bible, you know, we're in 1 Samuel where David gets anointed. It's not until 2 Samuel chapter 5 that we see David becoming king over yeah. Israel. yeah. With all that being said, you know, now we're kind of caught up where we, we start, we, where we read in 1 Samuel in 16, right? Samuel sends for David, says, hey, like, you're the one. L- Lord says, he's the one. Anoint him. And Samuel does this, and then David's like, okay, now what? <laughs> Can I get a ride with you? Can I go to the palace? <laughs> Can I? And it's like, nope. I need you to go back out and take care of what you've been taking care of. I need you to go back out. I need you to stay where you are until the appointed time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one of those. It's like one of those things where you, um, like you, for me at least. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I went out. I've been out of town before, and I'm out of town, and like my parents are home or whatever. And this was when I was younger, like maybe 13, 15 years old, around there. Yeah, and like they purchase. A new video game for the Xbox, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I really want to play that." <laughs> and like, they told me that they purchased it, so I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm out in like the mountains in Arizona." This was back when we were living in Las Vegas. Yeah, and I'm being told of this gift that was, you know, given or brought into our household, and I'm out of town, and like. I can only imagine how David feels <laughs> like you were given a gift, you're being anointed and you're going to, you're going to be the king to rule and to and lead it's these like, people. Okay. Well, can I go or what do I do? <laughs> like, like what, what do I do now? And it's, and he's just like, well, I mean, I, and then, you know, it's like, well, you got to go back out into the fields. You got to do what yeah. you last did. And so he has to wait 22 years. I had to only wait like 17 hours. That's what I was, I was getting ready to ask you. Like how long did you have to actually wait? It was only like 17 hours like because nothing. like it was towards the end yeah. of my trip. So, like, I just had to wake up, eat breakfast, and drive back home. But I was, like, antsy the whole entire time. Can you imagine how David began to felt by, like, his 15th year? Where he's like, God, are you really sure this is going to happen? Like, you know, I do all these yeah. things for you. And yeah. I do all, I, you know, I, I killed Goliath. Can and, you ma- like- and, and now Saul's trying to kill me. Like, why... Is this really going to happen or it, what's going on? It just makes me wonder what, what is going through David's mind as he's waiting for this. Yeah. 
as he's back out to where he started, and he's like, really? Like, I don't want to, like... Like, I don't want to be with these stinky little sheeps. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, like, okay, all you youth pastors, all you youth leaders, mm-hmm. you know, serving in the, the E-Kids, yeah. you know, keep serving in the E-Kids, keep mm-hmm. serving with the youth, keep serving in the homeless ministry, keep doing whatever it is, you know? Even if God has said, like, you're going to lead a church, mm-hmm. if, if you have felt that in your life or whatever, someone's spoken, you're going to be this and you're going to be that, and it's like, it, it never happens immediately. Ever, ever, ever. We've, we've experienced this. And the craziest part, too, is that they will, you will never put yourself in a position of power or put yourself in a position of leadership. That will always come to you. Yeah. That will always come to you. Yeah. They will come in and send for you. They yeah, sent for David how for many you. times? Yeah. They sent him out well, to get the fields to be anointed. So. David's dad sends for him and says, hey, take this grilled cheese sandwich to your, uh, to your brothers out exactly. in the field, you know, and that's where he meets Goliath. Yep. Right. His dad's like, Hey, go take this to your brothers out in the field. They're hungry. You know, they're getting hangry. They're, they're getting grumpy. And, and he, and walks up to Goliath and who's this um, uncircumcised Philistine. Yeah. As Michael Todd says, it's uncircum beep. <laughs> Cuss words back in the day. <laughs> um, I'm going to read. So, a while ago, I actually went through and listened to, to Marked, right? I'm going to talk about Michael Todd a lot in this episode just because of how he, like, you all can go listen to it too, but um, I just want to kind of, like, give the points, the main points that he goes through and uh, mm-hmm. uh, what he talks about in it. Because I think it's really important in understanding, you know, when, when, you're, when you're anointed by God, when you are marked and chosen to do something really extravagant, like, what, what are we going to experience? You know, what am I going to see during this time? Um, before I do that, the number 22 is very significant in the Bible, right? Because the Bible contains 66 books, mm-hmm. and that's 3 times 22. I'm just kind of reading this from my phone. Um, there are 22 chapter 22s in the Bible, and it's the <laughs> only chapter number in the Bible with the same number of chapters. <laughs> Let me say that again. There are 22 chapter 22s. Okay. And it's the only chapter number in the Bible with the same number of, of chapters. Um, it's the number of revelation. It unites the whole Bible and reflects the 22 foundation Hebrew letters, mm. um, often arranged in a circle with the last 22nd letter sitting at the top like a cornerstone. Um, psalm 119 is the longest psalm and sits close to the center of the <clears throat> Bible. It has 22 verses of eight lines. The first word of each line of the 22 verses start with each of the 22 Hebrew letters. Mm-hmm. So the fact that David is here for 22 years, right? It's this kind of um, like this kind of like foundation. Mm. It's just kind of like beginning and ending. It's this kind of like full circle kind of thing that probably David has gone through, right? He's, so he gets anointed, mm-hmm. goes back out to the field, doing what he knows how to do. Then, um, let me go back to my notes real quick. You know, he's fighting, he, he's fighting for the sheep. He's protecting the sheep, fighting off bears and lions. He's, that is preparing him for Goliath. Yep. You know, learning how to throw stones. So that way when he goes to fight Goliath, all he needs, what he has there is what he needs. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need any armor or anything else. He just uses what he knows. Um, Kills Goliath, and like he's on the road. Like he is going through so much, 
right? And we complain when we have to go through like a year of singleness or whatever, like we talked about before. You know, we complain about that kind of stuff. Where mm-hmm. David has 22 years before he's king, and he he slowly progresses, right? Mm-hmm. He ends up going to the palace and kind of helps Saul with his demons that he's dealing with by playing the musical instrument, right? Mm-hmm. Just again, this kind of thing of of God is God has placed in your hands exactly what you need, not only for right now but for the future, mm-hmm. right? He's giving you things right now, gifts and talents and skills and abilities that you need. Not only in your current moment, but for what he has prepared for you, right? That saying that God is, God has prepared what, how do I say it? God has, God is preparing what he has prepared you for. Oh, okay. I think that's right. Yeah. God is preparing the future for what he has prepared you, something like that. I've said it before. Y'all know what I'm talking about, hopefully. (laughs) So, um, okay. Let me go back in here. And real quick, just to read through the points of marked um, and about David. So the first one is that you're going to be approved in private. Okay. Right. No one knew who David was. His own dad didn't even call him by name. Mm-hmm. Um, and like God has to, to do things in secret because, you know, when things are an infant stage, they're easily, you know, a target to be killed. Yeah. And just because everyone doesn't know you doesn't mean you aren't marked. Right. Second one is you're anointed before you're positioned. Right. Clear example with David. He back to the pasture with you. Um, the third is that you're the answer to a problem. Mm-hmm. What I just talked about, David became the answer to Saul's problem of being tormented by demons by playing the instrument. Fourth is that your opportunity is wrapped in obedience. Yeah. Again, go back to Goliath. Right. Take these sandwiches out to your brothers. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's your opportunity to show who you are and to cut off Saul's head. You know? mm-hmm. or not Saul's head, uh, Goliath's head. Um, fifth is that you're elevated through obstacles. Okay, mm-hmm. like God's going to teach you some things behind closed doors. Um, you know, Obstacles and opportunity are almost the same depending on who's on your side. Number six is that you must be you. I learned this the hard way when we were preaching or when I was preaching on Friday nights and we were leading service together. Like I was trying to be other pastors and trying to preach like they do. Didn't work. It was not good. Mm. You know, it often fell flat because I wasn't, I wasn't speaking through my own voice. I wasn't me. Um, and lastly, number seven is the audacity to honor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, David has a chance at one point to kill Saul. Saul goes into a cave while, you know, David's on the run from him and he has an opportunity to kill him. He's, he's right there. He's taking a, he's taking a bathroom break, you know, yeah, yep. relieving himself. And David doesn't take it like he, because he says he's still my king, right? He's still in authority. He's still my king. Um, so again, those are just the quick seven points from Mark. Go, go listen to it. Go watch it. It's, Honestly, probably my favorite sermon I've listened to in a while. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Okay. So, I have a question, easy for you. What's up? How did Samuel know who to anoint? Because if we go back and read this real quick, it says, The Lord said, you know, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what to do. Mm-hmm. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So then Samuel gets there and says, when, when they arrived, Samuel saw El, uh, Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands bef- here before the Lord. And it says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how does Samuel know? Like, Jesse has all these sons. How is Samuel supposed to know who to anoint? Other than God telling him, but like... He probably is going to base it off of like physical appearance. As he did with yeah. Eliab, right? Yeah. And if not that, probably like then intelligence. Mm-hmm. But... Because you would think like... I, I don't remember exactly how Saul got anointed, but... I, you would think that God would just be like, it's this person. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it happens. You know, Jesse keeps calling his sons Abinadab and, um, and Samuel's like, nope, it's not him. Right? How does Samuel know it's not him? Because mm-hmm. we, we don't see in the text anywhere of God saying he's not the one. You know, if you're reading in 1 Samuel in 16, um, like in verse 8, then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. And then Jesse had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, nor the Lord, nor has the Lord chosen this one. How does Samuel know? That's one of those, for, I mean, from my experience and everything, that's just one of those unexplained supernatural things where it's just like, when you know, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like that. I don't know, I guess the best way for him maybe was that he like felt at peace when he saw Daniel, mm. or uh, excuse me, David, and he was just like, this is it. Yeah. Like, I feel it in my spirit. Okay. So, I told you a little bit earlier, I kind of saw something in this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, all, the, all of Jesse's sons are... Seven, seven of his sons. Jesse has seven sons. All of them come before Samuel, and Samuel's like, it's none of them. Mm. Like, do, is there anybody else? And Jesse's like, well, there's the youngest, right? Doesn't even call David by name. He says, there's the youngest, and he's out in the field. Hmm. Um, he, he is tending the sheep, right? Yeah. What, is Jesus, what does Jesus call us to do as disciples? When, he, when he's asking Peter, be fishers of men, right? That... But also, like, uh, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, feed my sheep, tend my sheep, take care of my sheep. Yeah, and yeah. so what's David doing here? He's doing, he's, he's, being, Literally. he's being a steward of God's people, mm-hmm. you know? So Samuel, that's where we pick up, where we read earlier. Samuel said, send for him. And then David comes in. And here it says, then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to rewind again. Back to Samuel's beginnings. How I think Samuel knew, right? Because we just talked about this and about hearing God's voice, Mm -hmm. right? Because Samuel um, was under Eli. Yeah. And it says, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel, Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli. Right? He does this three times. It's not until Eli realizes what's going on that um, Samuel hears this voice again. The Lord came and stood there calling, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. 
And this is when then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. So back when Samuel was anointed, back when Samuel was chosen, God was teaching him how to listen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it wasn't until the Lord spoke that Samuel knew. Hmm. I bet this I bet this whole time Samuel is sitting here like watching Jesse's sons fa- pass in front of him and he's not hearing God at all. Mm-hmm. He's not hearing anything. Because he knows what God he knows what God's voice sounds like. Yeah. Right? Because of what he went through as a as a young kid. Oh, I see where you're going with this now. Right? Okay. So All Sam right. so so God did this for Samuel in the beginning of his life. Yeah. Why? Because he wanted him to know how to listen mm-hmm. to anoint people. Mm-hmm. To not look at the outward appearance as Samuel did with Eliab. Yeah. Because Samuel says, oh, here is Eliab, like this great. He's probably tall and he looks strong and he's a yeah. warrior, a he's soldier. He's got muscles. Yeah. And the Lord says, no, like I don't judge people look like that. I look at the heart. Yeah. Don't judge by the outward appearance. Mm-hmm. Right? So Samuel in this moment is like, okay, it's this guy. Samuel, Samuel is trying to choose him. The Lord says, no, I'm going to choose him. Mm. And so Samuel the rest of the time sits there in silence and probably says, nope. Nope. He probably, you know, Abinadab probably walks up, stands there. And Samuel, Samuel probably just sits there and list, looks at him and he's like. <laughs> he's listening for God. He's, he's, he's waiting for God to speak. Yeah. And after a certain point, he's like, okay, nope, not that one. God hasn't said. So I really think that. This idea of, of speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, like Samuel saying this, is, is really setting him up for this point in his life, mm. right? David is a huge, huge factor in the lineage of, like, Jesus is a direct descendant of David. Mm-hmm. So David is specifically chosen to carry on this lineage, and he is very, very important. Um, and, like, the, the, again, like, the reason Samuel could wait and listen for God to tell him who to anoint is because of what he had been through. Mm. You know, it's almost like Samuel's probably having a flashback of like, oh yeah, I remember this now. I gotta, I gotta, I need, I need God to speak. Yeah. I, I need to listen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I like from what you said, like, be kind, please rewind, mm-hmm. is if you think about it, um, <clears throat> with the VHS, you know, mm-hmm. You're watching the VHS, right? It's going. You're watching the movie or whatever, whatever it is that you're you're watching on VHS, and whether you paused in the middle or you finished it, it's always nice to rewind it. Mm. Why? Because then the next person can go ahead <laughs> and you know watch it from the beginning as well. Because how messed up is it if you don't rewind something if you leave something a mess if you leave something undone if you leave something undone mm. and someone comes in and has to clean that mess up for you yep. or has to see what you know shouldn't be seen at that time it's it's messed up yeah so what i it's like not complete what i like how you say like be kind please rewind is it's literally <laughs> that moment that, that it's like that saying where uh it's not this is kind of like a saying where Okay, you kind of know where your future's heading. Yeah. But start from the beginning again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like and that. 
every time, I mean, especially for me too, every time I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to where I know I'm going to be in the future, I always think, okay, well, I got to rewind myself now. Hmm. I got to go, I got to go back out into the fields or I got to go back out and fight the lions. I got to go back out and tend the sheep. I got to go do those kinds of things. I can't just take a ride and go to the palace or force my way up there. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Or, you know, like try to try to, what is it? Like sweet talk, the leadership at Mm. a church or something, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to do that. What I want to do is I want them to see my actions and then ask for me. Right. You know, so that be kind, please rewind is so important (laughs) to me, how you say it, because now you're getting into the nitty gritty of it. You're saying, okay, you're halfway through the movie. Rewind it. Hmm. You're halfway. And by movie, I mean like your walk with God. Yeah. Your life. Rewind it. Yeah. Go back to the basics and start again. Yeah. And that's not saying because you're not progressing. No. Because the best way I can see it is that you, when you're walking up some stairs, you're, making, you're not looking at the top of the stairs. Right, right. You're looking. You're at looking just what's like in front a front, like a, a stair or two in front of you. Right. You're not looking at fifteen stairs in front of you or five stairs in front of you. Why? Because you're going to end up tripping up and falling yeah. down. You look too far ahead. You won't be able to see. You'll get the next too. Steps. You'll get too caught up, and that's why. Mm. And that is why it's so. I literally had this conversation last night with my dad. That is why it's so important for you to go back to do the last thing you were, because and take your time on each step because. If you focus too much on what's in ahead of you, you're gonna for, you're gonna you're not gonna mm. realize that there's certain steps that you need to take, and there's certain struggles that you need to go through. So like, um, I mean, I'm just gonna call it out. And our friend Matt, yeah, like, bro, I know if you're listening, like, God is asking you to go back to the beginning with him every time you feel like you're progressing, every time you feel like you're moving forward, just keep going back and being with him because it's not taking a step back. Instead, that's actually knowing exactly who you are. Right. You get to know yourself way more. So like, you know, and that's not just for you, Matt. That's for like everybody else that's listening. Like, don't be afraid to go back to that last step and just marinate in it. Right. Because you need it. We need it. Well, and that's, that's the key thing too, is like, what do I do when I don't know what to do? Exactly. Go back to the last thing God told you to do. Exactly. Right. And this is what David had to do back out to the, sh- the, the fields with the sheep, mm-hmm. you know, cleaning up after them, doing the nasty work yep. and what he probably didn't want to do. So, mm-hmm. um, I just think it's important to to know where you've been. Yeah. And to not ever get to a point. I've talked about this before. We've talked about this before too, but it's like to never get to a point where it's like I can't go back to that because I'm better than that now. Mm. Mhm. <laughs> you know, it's like like well, I'm called by God. I'm marked by God to be a pastor. Yeah. So I can't serve in the parking yeah. lot once I'm And on we're living stage. that right now. Exactly. We're living that exactly. right now. And that was one of the biggest things that I mentioned at one of our uh, volunteer nights. Um, that's like, you know, it was really like a lesson for both of us that there is no position greater than the other. Yeah. Like, especially in the church. Like, yeah. it's all the same. Everything. It really is. But like, it's, it's so important to realize, especially for us, like where we came from. Like leading worship for what two people? 
Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes more, but like yeah. on a bad night, quote unquote bad night, God was just preparing us for something else. But, mm-hmm. you know, like learning how to do that and, and strip things back and just still being able to, to lead people regardless of how many show up. Um, we might be called back to that when, if we, st- you know, when we start a church one day, mm-hmm. you know, if we first are starting out. And it's like <laughs> ten people. We're like, hey, we're we we're know moving. we know this. We're going forward. But <laughs> we yeah. know exactly what this is. But yeah, that like that's for me. This right here resonates with me so so much into my core, like my my spiritual core, yeah. because you know I honestly feel like I'm progressing. Mm-hmm. Like really, I, I do really too. do, and <laughs> and not only with like my <laughs> spiritual walk, but also with like. All the stuff that's outside of that spiritual walk, like my new job that I got. Yeah. So yep. like, yep. you know, I'm walking in there and the other day I was just kind of walking in a little too high headed mm. and I caught myself <laughs> and I was like, calm yourself easy. Yep. Like you're just, you're just a worker. Like yep. you're not nobody special. I mean, I know I'm special, but like I can't view myself like that all the time. Right. Or that's your, that's, that's just your for me. That's just now. between me and God. Right. You know? And so that way this, please be kind, rewind with David. He probably felt like, yo, I'm, I'm hot. I'm, I'm the hot S H I T right now. <laughs> you know, I'm the hot stuff. And he's going to be like, okay, we're going to go ahead. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do this. And then he's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going back out into the field. Yep. And then 22 years later, He's an, he, like, but that's just it. <laughs> Twenty-two years later, during that time, he's probably like, "Ugh, okay, I, I, I defeated Goliath. What do I do now? Yeah, back out into the field. Run from Saul. You know, back out into the field. There's even a point in the in the story where David ends up in a cave mm-hmm. in the territory of his enemies. Yeah, and it's the same like group of people that Goliath came from. Yeah. So David is now at the point where he's just like, he's back to where he was, mm-hmm. but now he's in a different position. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's back in the enemy territory where he has defeated, he has defeated a great enemy. Yeah. But now here he is hiding in a cave. Yep. Right? And he, like, that is just insane. I was going to, I just thought about this. Like, even Jesus. Yeah. Like, he had to kind of rewind some things. He was the you know? ultimate rewind. Yeah, <laughs> going all the way back, like, if you think about it, like, he, he came to not, not to um, abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. So he goes back all the way, even when, after he uh, is resurrected, he's on the road to Emmaus, and he meets with Cleopas and his companion. And it says that as he's eating with him, he goes back all the way mm-hmm. and starts from the beginning and describes to them everything that was prophesied about the Messiah, about himself. So Jesus has this ability and like even, you know, he walked everywhere, you know, he didn't. Here's here's something that just, I just thought of. Why is it that we don't have the story of Jesus growing up? Yeah. Because that's private, right? How long was that? Like 30 years, right? Yeah, like 30 years. Why is it that, that approved in private, we don't know about? Jesus went through that same thing too. and, And just another thing. What are the what are some of the conversation he has with his dad, God? Like in those thirty years? When he's a thirteen year old boy <laughs> and God's like, Yo, I'm gonna use you to save the world. Yeah. As a thirteen year old kid, you don't think he wants to go to Hebrew school and be like, Yo, I'm saving all of you. Right. Go in the Jews Jewish temples <laughs> and be like, All right, y'all listen up. <laughs> listen to me. 
Yo, my homie ain't my my dad is Joseph, but my real dad is uh the guy upstairs. Yeah. You know, like 30 years for Jesus to just consistently be in rewind mode. Yep. You know? But like he he's learning skills in that time. He's becoming a carpenter. He's like I just can't imagine what like he's experiencing in that time. Yeah. Like I'm I'm 26 years old, almost 27. Mm-hmm. You know? Like what was Jesus as a 26-year-old? Right? <laughs> like, that's right? weird to think His about. His ambition, yeah. like, him wanting to, like, get started on what he has to do, and, and God's like, not yet. It's not your time yet. You know? Because Jesus is still human. Yeah. Fully human, fully God. So, like, he has those thoughts, and he probably has those, like, desires of, like, yep. yo, I just want to get started. Yep. Like, I know you're going to use me, and I know what I'm going to do. And then, I mean... Probably by 20, 25, 26, he already knew that he was going to have to die. Hmm. Like, let's be yeah. real. He probably I mean, yeah. already knew. God's probably talking to him and saying, hey, like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And I, so but I'm, I'm so very sure, because he's still human, that God didn't just tell him when he was five, like, yo, you're going to be dying on a cross. He's like, what? <laughs> he's probably like, yo, I'm only five. What does that mean? <laughs> so, like, and, and, just, and just like that, the way God is probably telling Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, as as each year goes on, like what you're gonna do, you're gonna heal blind people, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. That's probably all in his teens. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then in his twenties, you start getting to the meteor things. Like people are gonna hate you. Yeah. People are gonna wanna they're, stone you. They're gonna drive people you to are a gonna cliff. wanna kill you. <laughs> yeah. And he's probably like, Oh, people are gonna wanna kill me. I'm only twenty three, like dang. <laughs> like, and then and then probably five years later he was right like closer to the start. God was probably like, Oh yeah, not only are they gonna wanna kill you, they will kill you. Yeah. And he's like, like they uh, absolutely will, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you want me for, God? You know, and so that's the ultimate example, in my opinion, of please, no, absolutely. like, be kind, rewind. Yeah. So, like, well, not only that, when Jesus was on that cross, he was rewinding all of our sins. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, there you go. He he was he was taking it all, like yep. everything we fresh start we have done that we are maybe currently doing or that we will even do that we don't know about yet. He yeah. saw it all and rewound it all and said, "Nope, I'm taking that with me. Like mm-hmm. it's mine. Like I, I'm taking it for you." That's why it says that he who knew no sin became sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God. We, yeah, we literally flipped places. Yeah, you know, it was like everything. Like think about. And we're talking about BC area with David. Yeah. This is way like, before like Jesus. Two thousand almost two thousand years like before Jesus came and, and like all that sin is being like rewound and just like being taken up by Jesus and with and taken to the grave with him so that he can so that we can have a new life with him. Yeah. You know? It's insane that like and you're talking about improved in private too. Like when when Herod found out that there was this king being born. He was like, uh-uh. Yeah. And he literally set out the, the, the decree to, all, to have all boys under the age of two to be killed. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, that's why Jesus, I, I honestly think that's probably one of the reasons why Jesus grew up for 30 years and no one knew about him. Yeah. Because, because his calling was far greater than anything anybody in the history will ever have. You know, like his calling was so great, God couldn't even expose him until he was 30 years old. Yeah. Well, let's be real. People are going to be talking. And so like when Jesus, Jesus and his mom, Mary, go to like, you know, the little market to go buy some Brussels sprouts and some chicken, you know, (laughs) (coughs) some fish, they're probably going to buy some, some, 
some food and they're yeah. going and they're coming back and probably the cashier lady's like, How old's your son? Yeah. And she's probably like, Oh, he's like thirteen and she goes, Wait, I had a son that should be thirteen right now. Mm. And he oh killed. my gosh. Why is it that this this kid yeah. is alive? Ooh, I never thought about that. Because you have to remember all the people that had kids within that two years would have been they wouldn't have had any male yeah. boys. Yeah. Or like somebody that would have been like, Well, my son is actually turning my my dead son is turning fifteen. Yeah, right he would have been fifteen. This How year. was your kid thirteen? Oh. Or fourteen. You know? Think about that. That's, that's why he was just in, in like secrecy. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's crazy. I've never thought about that. Because it's not like he just sat at home all day. No, and like he was chopped working. wood. He was yeah, like, he was <laughs> going places. And I'm I sure mean, he went to school, like to his little Bible school. Uh, went to the synagogue. Well, shoot, we even hear about the story of uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph going to uh, Jerusalem for a festival. Yeah, and Jesus stays behind and and is teaching in the synagogue and learning and stuff. And Mary's mm-hmm. like, "Where's my son? Mm-hmm. Jesus, where are you?" Freaking out. And Jesus is like, "Woman, don't you know I'm about Woman? my father's business?" <laughs> How old was Jesus at that time? He was young. He was a young boy. I don't know exact the exact age he was. He said, "Woman." He was like, "Woman." <laughs> if you're a young boy and you're listening to this, do not say that to your mother. Yeah, he will smack you. But yeah, no, that's crazy. The secrecy in mm-hmm. in that, like, that's why. And even with like watching a movie, I'm just trying to compare it. Like, yeah, how messed up is it if someone, like, for example, the Avengers movie? Yeah, and they come in. You have all seen it already. There's no spoilers. You have. Yeah, you better have. So like. At that point where that great war is happening mm-hmm. and everyone's back and it's like, oh, it's going down and they leave it there. That's so messed up because everybody <laughs> that hasn't seen it, it's like, what the heck? Yeah. You know, it's like how did, but wait. for Jesus, that's like, that's his life. Yeah. Because people are going to say, yo, that was the whole purpose. The whole purpose of me, uh, of like Herod killing my kid who should be 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and your son's mm. 13. That means your son is was born on that night and like my son was already one that's crazy man think about that i'm just i'm I'm literally just like contemplating that because that's i've never heard that before mm-hmm. i literally just thought of that like, yeah yeah that wasn't something that well i hope everyone who's listening is like thinking about that too like oh because mm-hmm. we, we don't hear anything about jesus's first 30 years on earth except yeah. for a little tiny snippet yeah but it's like Again, because of what he had to do, because of the the price he had to pay, because of, you know, the calling on his life, of his mark, you know, that God gave him. Like, he, he he was undoing the sin of the world. He was doing the sin of humanity, like, from all the way back to Adam and Eve. Yeah. Hmm. And I guess what I want to say of that secrecy, basically, of, like, hiding Jesus for 30 years... Or, like, you know, making sure he's, like, on the DL for those 30 years is because the gift that God gives you or, like, Mm. the the purpose in your life is so precious that if exposed too early, it'll get chopped down. So, like, all of you, exactly. So, all of you that are listening that are, that feel a, a, a real divine call to serve in some way or another, mm-hmm. don't 
don't run away from it. That's that's another episode. But yeah. like, <laughs> you know, don't feel discouraged when you feel like nothing's happening. Right. Because when nothing is happening is when the most is is going on. Yeah. Because yeah. that's when your heart Always. is getting pieced together. Yeah. That's when your heart is being worked on. Do you think you said it that we that God judges by the heart? Let's be honest. Do you think David's heart was ready at that moment? Probably not. <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely But not. God saw what his heart could be yeah. and what his heart yeah. turned into. But he said, I can't have that yeah. yet because mm-hmm. his heart is not there yet. Yeah. I think David had a, had a right heart, yes, because he was at, well, yeah. the, at the same time that, you know, Jesse grabs his sons and brings them all in. You know, David's like, well, they didn't send for me. I guess I'm just going to stay out here in the, in the field mm-hmm. doing what I know to do. But like even like if you know the rest of the story of David, like he ends up sleeping with uh, Bathsheba, mm-hmm. you know, and then he had his moments. Yeah, like like God knew that. God knew that was gonna happen. This is this is what always baffles me with God. It's just like He knows everything that's gonna happen, and He still He still chose David. Mm-hmm. He knew he was gonna sleep with Bathsheba and have his hu- have her husband killed because he got her pregnant, and he's like, well, this is a mess. I can't have this, and yeah. so. Like even through all that, guard, like because, guard, no, guard your heart, yes. <laughs> but like even through all that, I think David's heart was still inclined towards God. Yeah, and it just goes to show that like when you like when your heart is still inclined, like there are gonna be times when it's gonna mm, not be easy, and you might you might slip up. Mm-hmm. But it's like in those moments of, of repentance and of, of, you know, giving yourself back to God and, and saying, God, like, I'm sorry, forgive me. I, I shouldn't have done this. And like, that's the moment where it's like, okay, you're still on the track. You know? Yeah. And that's the difference between David and Saul is that Saul didn't do that. Saul didn't go back to God after he took more than what he was supposed to. And, um, you know, Saul was just like, well, I'm going to keep doing this. And was con- he was constantly disobedient. I think that's mm-hmm. the difference is that David was marked, had a heart towards God, and continued to have a heart towards God mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. So, you know, like, again, and like what Izzy was saying, if, if you do feel marked, if you do feel like you have a great calling on your life, like, the purpose for God sending you back out to where you came from isn't to punish you, you know, Mm-mm. it's to prepare you. He, mm-hmm. He's doing something there, and there's a, there's a skill that you need to develop in that place. You know, whether- or even uh, not even send you back to the place where you came from either, but also send you in a place that's of lower position. Yeah, of obscurity. Yeah, because <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure David's heart was it was uh, innocently, um, like perfect. Yeah, in that sense, for mm-hmm. God to say, "Okay, this is the one," because his heart. It loves me, but he needs his heart still needs maturing. Yeah, because you gotta have that maturity to because to, I'm to I'm this is just me speaking, and I may be one hundred percent false, and that's okay. And if I am, let us know, let me know. But I am very sure because the scripture doesn't say everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm very sure that David went back out, saw Saul leaving in the whole caravan, <laughs> and was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Yep. How are you going to come out here and just say I'm anointed, I'm going to be the next king, and you don't even take and me with you? And leave me here. And you leave me out here with these stinky sheep? Quote, unquote, leave me here, yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure his parents and his brothers didn't treat him any different. Yeah. Like, so Jesse's like, all right, whatever. 
and and this is why this is where I'm getting at. It is the most, and it is so important to do because God will never want you to be in a position that He places you in that 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 you did yourself. Hmm. Right. Because right. that's when it's like, oh, maybe your uh, your head's getting a little too big for yep. yourself now. Because God always wants us to. Ha- I, I mean, I literally just had this moment when I just got that new job. I'm walking to, into the building, and as I'm walking into the building, it's nice. It's brand new. It's like fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. Everything about it is yep. great. And as I'm walking in, I'm like, thank you, God, because the people that have applied. They're pretty educated. Yeah. And like, I'm not all that educated like that. for this. Yeah. And so I was like, man, this is, this is intense. And as I'm walking in and I'm greeting the people that are training us and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, wow. Hmm. These people are crazy. Like, yeah, this is a whole nother level that mm-hmm. I've never seen or experienced in like the workforce. And I literally was like, thank you, God, for like putting favor in my life to like put me to this position yeah. because I could not have done this right. on my own right. 100%. And even crazier, my trainer um has no education and the one of the requirements <laughs> to be like a corporate trainer there is you have to have a bachelor's degree in 10 years of experience and she's a Christian, right? Yeah. So she was claiming it out there and we had a conversation <laughs> yeah. her her and I and she was telling me I was claiming it, I was proclaiming it, I was saying I'm going to be a corporate trainer, Lord, like you know my heart. You know everything. I says, girl, you sound just like my mom. Yep. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know what? You got to. And I says, oh, okay. And she was like, yeah, like, but but I had to work for it. And mm. I had to humble myself under people and, 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 and do the dirty work. The audacity to honor. Yep. And so then what does she do? She applies for the position. Um... Well, first, she applies for the position being the assistant trainer, not the corporate trainer, not the corporate trainer, the assistant trainer. And another guy that has been coaching for like 15 years, like people in that kind of field was applying for it. And people would come up to her and say, well, you know, that guy, Joe, he's he's got more experience than you. He's been here for the company for 20 years or something like that. Or he's been in this position for 20 years and and now he's applying for it. And he's been with the company since they started. You know, they're probably going to hire him. And there's only one position left for that assistant hmm. trainer. She goes, well, I guess they're hiring the both of us. <laughs> I said, this woman of faith. I love people like that. And man. what happens? She applied for it, bro. She not only, she didn't get the assistant training job. Bottom line, I'm just going to say that. Yeah. What happened? They came up to her and said, hey, you know what? We're not going to give you that assistant training job. You didn't, you didn't qualify for right. that. And she was like, oh, okay. They said, instead, we're going to go ahead and offer you the corporate training job. <laughs> Straight up. So Man. don't be afraid to rewind yourself yep. and go back to the yep. beginning. Even when to you're in the, in the middle of the movie, in the middle of your walk, don't be afraid. And, you, and you're saying now, your, your question is, what do I do now? Go to the beginning. Yep. Do it again. Go back. Do it again. Rewind. Well, thank you for that story.
Yeah, thanks. I love dude. that. That's good. I love people of faith like that. They just have Yo, that. bro. That when I met her, I was like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I'm like sitting there clapping my hands <laughs> and just listening to it. And I'm like, this lady. You're probably just like standing like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm and uh-huh. Great. And I was like, oh, the yeah. Inside, oh, you're shouting. Like, you're <laughs> All right. All right. Well, the Bible says if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be saved to, yep. today, right now, here and now. So um, as always, we're in this episode in our custom as it is to offer a prayer of salvation for you. If you're, hey, if you're saying, hey, I'm marked, I feel anointed, I feel like I'm called to be something, I want to I wanna get back in line with God, I want to be like David, then uh, we're going to say this prayer together. So I'm going to say it, Easy's going to repeat it, and you yeah. can say it along with him. So dear God. Dear God. Thank you for sending. Thank you for sending your son Jesus. Your son Jesus for my redemption. For my redemption. I believe he is your son. I believe he is your son. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. I believe he rose again. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new. Make me new. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. This is my new beginning. This is my new beginning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, hey, Woo-hoo! if you guys just made that decision for the first time, celebrating with you made the best decision of your life yeah and it's okay it doesn't matter where you came from you're rewinding you're starting fresh yep this is starting with god the old is gone the new is here clean slate start of a new chapter new movie so all right guys thank you so much for joining us on this episode we hope you enjoyed it we love you all and have a fantastic week yeah aren't you gonna email Oh, sorry. I completely forgot about that part. <laughs> if you made that decision, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's the first time I've ever done that. If, if you made that decision and you want to reach out to us and let us know, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Or hit us in the DMs at Connection Podcast on Instagram. All right, guys. We love you all. Peace out. Check. Hmm. Checkity whack whack. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything seems Game fine. Game of Thrones. Game of Cones. Game of Stones. Game of Jones. Game of Bones. Game of Bones. <laughs> Valley of Bones. Dry Bones. Dry of Bones. Dry. <laughs> <laughs>